Welcome to the Imperfectly Perfect Campaign, sharing real-life stories from real people to unite them in global change for the face of mental health. We will also reduce the stigma, creating communication, healing, and awareness to save lives and inspire. Join us weekly as we talk to some of the highly acclaimed faces, influencers, experts, and others who have been through extreme adversity. All right, guys, so welcome to another episode of the Highly Acclaimed Imperfectly Perfect podcast. Today, we've got co-host Rachel Newsham back on the show. How are you going, Rachel? Oh, it's so good to be back. Good, good, good. Well, today, um, we've got a very special guest all the way from France, although he isn't French. So <laughs> let me do the bio as I always do. Sam Wuching is an American rugby union player who played for the United States men's national team. He also played for the San Diego Legion in the Major League Rugby and previously played for the US Selects and Seattle Sadakans. Prior to his rugby uh, career, he played college football for the University of Washington Huskies, playing as a fullback and linebacker. Despite significant interest from NFL teams, he announced that he would be pursuing a career in professional rugby and not football ahead of the 2017 NFL draft and made his debut for the United States men's national rugby team in 2018 in the America's Rugby Championship. He currently resides in France, playing for the Rouen Normandy Rugby Club. Firstly, welcome to the show, Sam. How are you going? Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. I know it's been it's been a long time coming, but finally, finally made the the, the times work. So I'm excited to be on. I <laughs> know. Thank you for that. Well, no first worries. of all, I want to take the opportunity to thank you for getting straight behind the efforts of the IPC. I know the initial connection was through the legend that is Paddy Ryan, who joined you guys in San Diego. But um, yeah. yeah, the first time I reached out to you, you must be like, who's <laughs> who's this guy? This Australian guy just reaching out, but you got straight on board. And you support, so I thank you for that, mate. Um, yeah, no worries. So, as you know, the Imperfectly Perfect campaign is all about touching base on those hard conversations that so many still brush over and speak about the subject of mental health on a surface level. We want to delve past that and hear about people's experiences, cover those hard subjects. So, first, we like to unpack people's stories with getting to know the person behind the profession, public persona, people think they know. <laughs> hear about how it all started to, for you, should I say. So in terms of your, your career in rugby, the football, how did it all start for you? Yeah, so, you know, just like any sportsman, you know, it took a lot of hard work, you know, um, growing up, you know, sacrificing, you know, hanging out with friends and doing whatnot, stuff like that. And especially being from Hawaii, it's a little bit harder to get exposed to you know, sports on the mainland, which which we say in the United States, the the uh, mainland United States is harder to get exposed here in Hawaii. So you have to just do that extra little bit, you know, to, to kind of be seen. And yeah, that's what, you know, that's what I did growing up. You know, I, I worked, worked hard a lot, you know, spent time with family and, you know, finally uh, got the chance to go over and play football at a high university, um, the top division, University of Washington, um, yeah, it was, it was good. It was five years there. Uh, I did a red shirt, which is, which means the first year you kind of, you don't play in any games, you learn the system, you, you, you know, hit the weight room, you do stuff that you need to do to make you, you know, successful in, you know, the next four years. So I played four years after that. Um, yeah, I had some great years, great memories, um, great time at the University of Washington, um, made, made some awesome friends. And that last year, uh, was my most dominant year it was you know kind of like a Cinderella year we, we did you know not so good the year before and 
um, ended up making it to the championship, winning the winning the Pac-12 championship and, and going on to further things. And yeah, at the end of that, I felt like, you know, it was I've given everything to football. Football has given me everything and it was time to, you know, start a new journey. And uh, I always played rugby. I always grew up playing rugby in the islands. And um, my dad's from Samoa, so I'm, I'm half Samoan. And um, that's just, a, you know, religion in the islands, like you say. And I wanted to, to go on that path. And boom, it led me all the way here. I have some amazing stories and memories and experiences. And, and that's what I really wanted to, to keep with me in the long run. You know, everyone says, oh, I could have made a whole bunch of money. But, um, yeah, it's the memories and all that and the, and the, the friendships and all that that I – that I was taught that are going to, you know, stay with you for your lifetime and, and in the future. So that's what I went for. And yeah, never looked back. Got it. <laughs> little, little quick brief of me as a, in the sports world. I'm, I'm sure what you've just said, first of all, nice to meet you. Um, I'm sure what you've just said for the listeners, um, it all sounds like roses and you've probably just taken yeah. 60 seconds to describe years, years of your life, literally. It won't yeah. even do it justice um so i want to take you back to around about 2018 um and i'm going to quote you so so correct me if i get this wrong <laughs> apparently you once said my story is kind of like a mixed plate um you know all the stuff the accolades the stats uh, the wins that's just the race and that's just so powerful because we all like food right so we can all relate yeah we can all relate to the mixed plate so what was going on in 2018 um, for some, for those listeners that would like a refresh? I've been on YouTube. I've just watched the game, 2018. It's the USA versus Uruguay. USA's yep. up about 40 points. Uruguay's kind of not really got much possession. Boom, they snap in half. They start to get a bit more possession there in the game. And somebody comes off the bench, don't they? 60 seconds, seconds, yeah. second minute. Boom, here you go. He's ready. It's his third cap. It's like the pressure's on. You know, are you a guy looking yeah. like the pressure on? This this is big game time. This is like the the so you're at the top of the league. This is the America's rugby championship, right yeah. up at the top. But Uruguay could take this. There's a lot of pressure on you. Third cap. Big you're playing for the, the country, right? It's big. Yeah. You get a throw-ins from the sideline. Like like two or three attempts, trying to muscle the ball across the line, boom. You get it. Must have felt yeah. amazing, right? Yeah. Oh, that, I, that was my first international try. Yeah, I felt it was incredible. It kind of, kind of blacked out a kind of a little bit, you know. Like it's just so much emotion, so much thing. I'm just like, dang, I can't believe I scored that. And uh, yeah, that was that was an, an amazing feeling down in Uruguay, hostile environment. You know, it's always a good game against Uruguay. You know, they're super hard competitors, hard hitters. And, and uh, yeah, so it felt amazing to get that. And, and that kind of, you know, we scored, I think, a few after that, but that kind of, you know, put the put the sword to them for a little, for, you know, the momentum and momentum-wise. So, yeah, it felt great. Yeah, sealed the deal. They were getting feisty. They were fighting with each yeah. other. You know, exactly. I mean, good on them. They don't really want to fight with you guys. That'll be a fight they don't want to fight with. <laughs> But I mean, the point that I'm making here is this was this was the win that secured the America's Rugby Championship. This is a big, big deal. So yeah. as a player, as an athlete, as a human being, it's a highlight moment of your life. The same time, I, I do believe you had some potential Italian contract that was up in the air. There was a lot. There was a lot going for you. Your whole body, your your physicality was taking off, but your heart was calling you home. 
your heart was calling you home back to the big island. And that's the bit that I want to zoom in on. I want to go, okay, so how from the outside looking in as, as you know, as civvies, we sort of watch these athletes. They're just like, you're superhuman to us. It's almost like you're unstoppable. Whilst your career is going crazy, why was your heart yeah. calling you home? Yeah, I mean, that's a little, you know, it's tough for me that I just had some stuff in my personal life that, you know, didn't go as I planned. And, and I was gone from back home and I felt like I lost myself a little bit, who I was. And, uh, yeah, I needed to go back home and, and uh, find myself. And, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, just the whole whirlwind of, you know, not going to the NFL and then choosing rugby. And, and I felt like I had, you know, the perfect life. Everything was going, you know, perfect. And I never, I never really had any, any, uh, I say roadblocks, you know, in my story. And then I've always heard like of people, you know, dealing with stuff. And, and then, uh, I was like, nah, that's not me. I don't, you know, I, I pushed through everything. I, I've been always a strong mind and I could always, you know, kind of work through things like physically work through anything that, you know, emotionally. And I couldn't this time. I just, um, yeah, just, I, yeah. I mean, it's hard to explain, but I, um, yeah, I was, I was uh, engaged and all that. And then things like didn't, didn't end up the way I expected and kind of was just left right after the tour. I came home and it was just kind of, you know, I had to pack my stuff and I left, went back home. And, you know, there was like eight months or almost close to a year. I was back home, just kind of building myself back up. And, and uh, yeah, I think throughout the years of, you know, years and years and years of sweeping things under the, under the rug and, and all that. And yeah, it was really tough for me. And, and uh, yeah, I was just absolutely at the lowest of the low broken down, you know, and yeah. So that's kind of why I went home to, you know, home is where, you know, I can regroup, regather and just, you know, build my foundation back up. And yeah, so that's, that was, that was my part. Well, that going from there, because your heritage, your name, um, I find out actually means to restore. So you said you were in, in, in search of restoration, spiritual and athletically. Now, I did find out, this is how good we are at research, mate. You give a lot of respect and love for Tiger Hill and Blake Castile, who you mentioned, yeah. like, got you back into kind of your shape mentally and physically. How important would it say, or how important was it for you to have that support network and kind of a mentor and if you could give any kind of from a personal perspective to at least any guys in the profession or men in general or anyone how important would you say it is to have that kind of mentor that actually helped you yeah I think I've always been the strong guy the guy who nothing you know I don't talk about things I don't whatever and uh I just found out you know found out harshly that you can't keep those things inside, you know, your, my head and your head just, you know, starts going into a, a hole of, you know, no return, you know, just a, you know, a constant overthinking and, and stuff like that. And that's, that's what I was dealing with a lot. And, and just to have those guys and, and it, 
and at the point I wasn't searching, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't searching for that. I didn't know that's what I needed to know, you know, and, uh, those guys actually, um, Blake and Tiger, they're, uh, they're part of a uh, youth with a mission. It's like, it's a Christian, uh, university there that, that does a lot of, um, of, uh, uh, just, you know, people coming over there and just to find themselves and also just to see what path they want to choose and, and whatever. And, uh, they're, they're in charge of a, a CrossFit, uh, called respect the corners. It's a CrossFit, um, section of that. And, you know, me being an athlete and, you know, I went back home, I couldn't train, I couldn't eat. I, I was just in a terrible, a terrible, terrible state. And then, you know, I got introduced to those two and they got me back in the sport. They got me talking. They got me kind of just building myself back up, you know, just, you know, working in the plantation, like help building the CrossFit gym, just, just stuff that, you know, maybe I, I miss out a little bit while I was playing sport um, just back home and just, yeah. So um, being able to talk to those guys, having those guys mentor me, pray for me and, and, and just be alongside that really helped me, you know, um, to just figure out who I really was. And, and, uh, yeah, so I owe those guys, you know, my career, everything that I've, I've accomplished since then, you know, and been able to come back from, from that stuff and yeah, just blessed and blessed to know those guys. It's so powerful, isn't it? When, when life, physically throws an athlete something you just like yep sweet I got it I'll squat it I'll bench it I'll run it I'll I'll overcome it and that's an athlete's mindset but mentally when you get hit with something it is a team sport life is a team sport and you've just given credit to your teammates who help get you across the line and we we all need someone to get us across the line as an athlete you know for people looking up to you um this is really powerful stuff for the listeners to go, wow. So somebody with so much going for them, you know, when life hits you at another angle, you know, having to choose between your career and your mental health, it's massive, especially yeah. with no, no sort of prior understanding. No one talks about it. You never spoke about it. And here you are leading on the front foot as an athlete going, hey, guys, we need to talk about this stuff. Like this is, this is how you get the best out of yourself. Um, I'm honestly, I have so much respect for people that do this because it really does help us as a community break that stigma. The question I have that I, that I think is really topical right now, given we're in the Olympics and athletes are really choosing their mental health over their career. You've been there, done that, and you're now building your, you know, you've gone into the French. I mean, this is big time rugby over there. It's a great move. How does an athlete choose between their mental health and in, in the career like is it is it a I assume it's a hard conversation you know you have with yourself yeah I mean uh, I battle with that you know every day you know constantly and and also like just for the listeners and everyone out there it's, it's not like I'm totally I'm back to normal I'm, I'm all that good you know like I still deal with that stuff every day and I'm fighting that stuff every you know every day and some days have good days, some days have bad days, but, you know, just being able to speak up and, and, you know, talk to people and stuff like that, you know, I've, I've learned kind of like a, not like, like a routine of how I, you know, I can bring myself back to, you know, kind of level. So also, you know, it's not all roses, you know, you, you, there's still a battle constantly. And, and uh, but no, uh, 
yeah, I think in terms of choosing, you know, you know, your career and your mental health, I think um, athletes throughout the years develops like a great, you know, great mental strength, you know, whether that's overcoming injuries, you know, having a bad coach or, you know, having teammates where you have to kind of, you know, figure out their relate your relationship with them and stuff like that. So I think when it comes down to mental health and sport, the athlete is always going to be like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to push through it. I'm going to try to push through it. I'm going to try to push through it. And, and, you know, as we've seen and, and, you know, that's not always the best option, you know, and I think for athletes at, at any stage and, and as, you know, me speaking to the high level athlete, it's like, what's going on in their mind is they've made it this far, you know, they've pushed themselves and they finally accomplished or achieved or got to the realm that they want to be in. And then they get hit with this kind of stuff, like, you know, mental health and all that. And, and, you know, that's tough, but, you know, for me, it's sports, not going to be there your whole life, you know, your mental, your, your being, your, your, your happiness, you know, whatever that, that may be for you, that's going to be there for the rest of your life, you know? And uh, I think just making sure you as a person are totally fine, you making sure you're on the right path. And, and uh, if that's taking yourself out of sports, if that's um, taking a break, if that's completely leaving, you know, if that's the best for you, you know, I think that is the best option for you. And I think your family and stuff like that will support that, you know, once they, they you know hear from you and whatnot but yeah I think that's for me that's what I think I love that and I think I think why so much respect for you because one thing that you said there which can touch everybody is that this is an ongoing process it's not that everyone on the IPC that's come forward is going yes I'm cure I'm past it it's constant evolution we're constantly always learning so thank you for sharing that because it's such a powerful and inspirational story One question, Tom, I ask every single person that comes on this, throughout all your experiences, grounding, spirituality, faith, everything, when you remove everything, when there's just Psalm, what does being imperfectly perfect mean to you? I think, I mean, accepting who you are as a person. I think, like, um, imperfectly perfect means... I mean, you don't have to be perfect. I mean, that's just kind of like, you know, they always say, you know, the cliche thing is, uh, you know, it's okay not to be okay. You know, like that's that, that's the, that's that, that phrase. And I think, you know, I think you have to put yourself and, and, and others in, in a category of like, no, no one's perfect. Like no matter how, even your, your biggest fan or your biggest person you look up to, your blah, 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 the guy who makes the most money in the world, like no one's perfect. They're all dealing with something and you have to just embrace that. You know, if you're doing, if you're, if you're down and low, you're happy and high, you know, like you just got to embrace that every day is a, is a new day. Every day is a the day to take advantage. And, and uh, whether that's a, a low day, you know, whether that's a high day, you know, just know you can get through it and, and uh, you don't have to be perfect. You're, you're never going to be perfect. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that answered the question. but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That question is yeah. always a, as a tongue twister. Everyone's like, well, it 
we are perfect <laughs> our imperfection. So I just ask you because everyone has a different perspective on it, but that, yeah. that was perfect, mate. Yeah, when he asked me that question, I remember going, ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, it means not being perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's like you're just perfectly perfect the way you are, whether that's dealing with stuff or not, you know, like, yeah. Well, that's the thing, because I, I, I will say just before Rachel moves on there, it's like every time that I see your story most of the time now and, and, and you lead by faith and you put some scriptures in there, which I absolutely love and I'm learning because the more scriptures that I'm starting to learn and press into my faith, that word shoots out so much. I don't know if you know, Rachel, but imperfections, God talks about we're all perfect in our imperfections a lot throughout that. So I'm just like, now I know this has been led and like the big man upstairs, as I call him, he leads it because <laughs> we are all imperfect. But over to you, Rachel. Yeah, I mean, that was what drew me here. It was like in my industry, it's all about we're supposed to be specimens, we're supposed to be idolized, we're supposed to be untouchable. And the truth of the matter is we're not. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. just... <laughs> The, the thing that makes us so special is our uniqueness. You know, you're looking for the unique athlete. You're looking for the fastest guy on the field. You're looking for yeah. the guy who can read the game. Um, talking about reading games, you can see a tackle coming. Chances are you're going to see this. I mean, you don't see every tackle. I mean, that's what they do. You love to show the replays of the tackles yeah. you don't see coming. Um, you know, rugby is such a physical game. You take the hits, and as athletes, you just – you take hits that most humans would take take them out for six weeks, right? Yeah. So you can take all the physical hits, but the mental hits, that these are the ones that really take us out, right? These are the ones mm. we don't see coming. Yeah. Is it the fact that we don't see it coming that we, you know, is that what makes it harder? Because one day you feel great. One day you're on fire. The next day, boom, it's just the clouds have closed in. You know, how, how do you... I think you did talk a little bit about like you've got a process that you work through to help remind you of how to get out that. Is there, is there some hot tip you could share for somebody's listening to this going, yeah, like, I don't know what that, like, what tool would I use on a down day? Like, how do I get myself to feel a little bit better? Yeah. So, well, for me, again, looking back, like I never dealt with this kind of stuff before, like a little bit of things, but I could push through it. And then it all hit me like, with an instant, like, boom. And I didn't know what was going on. I was like, like, I went, to, I went back home and I seen like all kinds of doctors, like just to, cause I was like, there's something wrong. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like I wake up in the night, like feel like I'm having a heart attack, like constantly all kinds of stuff like that. And I was like, you know, there's something wrong with my body. And I didn't, you know, every, all the doctors, oh, you should see maybe a, psychologist you know talk to people men, the mentor and I was like no nah, I, I never deal with that kind of stuff like that's and then finally when I was like all right there's nothing else you know there's nothing else like what's going on and I that's when I found Tiger and 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 uh no but um speaking about the process and, and to people like how I found my process how to go is um I always think about what makes you happy when you're a kid, when you're young, when you're back home, like what, what filled up your cup back home. And, you know, for me, um, my culture, um, music, music is a big thing for me. Um, grew up, you know, my sister is a professional singer, you know, music is just in the Polynesian culture and, and, and in, in our blood and as well as the ocean. So, you know, those are a lot of things that 
I fall back on in terms of routine for me when I'm feeling bad. You know, it's like um, I'm, um, I listen to worship music. I listen to, you know, podcasts. I listen to music. I play music. I play the guitar and I try to get in the ocean. I try to, I try to just get my body connected back to my roots, you know, whether that's, you know, whatever your culture is, you know, your family, stuff like that, what you used to do. And, and those are the things that I feel like really, you know, help me bring me back. And that's what I constantly do today, you know, whether that's playing music, listening to music, working out, stuff to get your mind kind of not off the topic, but, you know, centered again, like, okay, you know, I have a task, let's do the task. Like I have a workout, let's do the workout. You know, I feel a little bit better. Okay, cool. You know, I have the dishes. I'm going to do the dishes. I'll make it spotless. I'm going to clean the room. I'm going to do that and kind of just keep my mind focused on just that. And I feel like once I do that and, I, and I'm, and I'm, you know, focused on a goal and I accomplish the goal, I feel a little bit better. And the more of those that I can stack up each day, I feel a little bit more better and more better. And for me, I always think of it like as little wins. You know, I want to get as much little wins as I can in, in the day, you know, you know, whether that's waking up on the alarm clock right then there, boom, that's a little win for you, making the bed, little win, you know, and just stuff like that. And I feel like those are the things that help me, you know, pull me back to, you know, happy song or whatever. I so, yeah. love that. It's so <laughs> relatable, you know, for the big win, you've got to get the little wins. Um, yeah you know, do do things that make you feel good, return to things that make you feel good. You are, Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Glenn, you are the man at bringing the best people to talk and share their stories. It's been an absolute privilege and an honor. I know you're super busy. I know you've got to go and like do sprints and Broncos and stuff. No. Um, <laughs> that's not for me. And, and, that's a loss for me. Not a little win, that's a loss. <laughs> Is now a good time just to quickly say before I ask you one last question. Um, yeah. Who would you put your money on then on October the 23rd in DC when the Eagles play the All Blacks? <laughs> I put it, I put it on, uh, I put it on rugby. Rugby wins the day. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Right answer. Oh, um, final words for anyone that's listening that, um, that has the attitude of, you know, sometimes you've just got to toughen up. You just got to, you know, the old ways, the, the ways we used to feel about life. It's like stiff up a lot. That's where I grew up in the UK. It's just, you know, keep calm, carry on, blah, blah, blah. Any last words for people that are listening that could take anything away from you? Yeah, I think, uh, I think that if you're dealing with something, it's okay. You know, like if you're dealing with something, just get in your head, know that there are more people dealing with that. And uh, especially the people you look up to, I, I know for sure that they've probably dealt, dealt with stuff like that before. And, and uh, just know that there are athletes and there are, you know, people in different realms that are dealing with that as well, you know, mental health, especially, and, you know, athletes are, are people as well. We're not just, you know, the the image out there the social media graphic you know where people and uh, and that stuff happens to everyone and and uh yeah mental health is in uh isn't uh you know picking and choosing 
who who it wants to affect, it can affect anyone. And uh, yeah, so stick with it, find some help, and uh, keep moving forward. Well, I just want to say on behalf of me, Rachel, the campaign, you're at the forefront of the career. You're doing incredible things, but you single-handedly are at the forefront as a sportsman, professional athlete, speaking openly about mental health. I think he's amazing, mate. So thank you. Thank you for everything that you do for it all. And thank you for getting on board with the Imperfectly Perfect campaign. You know, I can't thank you enough. Where can people find out more information about you, your socials? Yeah, just Song Wuching any social media reach out if you need and uh yeah but watch out because i might reach out too then so (laughs) (laughs) you need help i need help too we help each other (laughs) that's the way life's a team game best way well guys i'm going to put all the links up where you can find sam so after this make sure you hit it uh we will notify you when the episode is airing but until then guys keep having the hard conversations because it's the hard conversations that save lives thank you again sam To find out more about the Imperfectly Perfect campaign and how you can get involved, simply head to our official website at imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org or email us today at info at imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org to speak to one of the team. The Imperfectly Perfect campaign is creating awareness and is not a substitute for professional advice. Should you need help, please refer to your nearest crisis number.